0: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Secrets of the Sire. We do this every Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, TalkRadioNYC, and streaming live, Facebook.com/slash Secrets of the Sire. I'm your host, Michael Dolce. Joined as always by the Lord of the Radio, Mr. Hassan Godwin, who made it in just in time. Nobody
1: needs to know that.
0: We got a great Why does show tonight. Need to hear about that? We got a great show tonight. We are going to be Joe Casada talking about Joe Casada versus Comicsgate. Iron Fist Season 2. It might actually be pretty good. We've got the composer, an Emmy-nominated composer from the show, Robert Lidecker coming on, uh, and Superman uh, is super no more. Well, Henry Cable, anyway. Well but we start on. with what we didn't realize we had to start with because, you know, it just was like one of those things where we're like, what, what, like what, why, why? you know, why do we have to talk about Comic Skate again? Oh, oh we, man. we just do. How lovely
1: <laughs> it's a lovely conversation yeah. about comic
0: skate. Yeah, I know. I know.
1: Comic skate is a is a circus. And and we are apparently going to the circus. That's that's what it is,
0: right? So do you know <laughs> do you know what comic skate is to me? Uh, what, you is, know, what is comic You know, skate like to you? when you were uh, or at least what happened this weekend, right? Yeah. So you know when uh you are you know, you're playing with your your brothers or sisters or your cousins or you're in like a kindergarten class i don't not have cousins. You know, something or any, i don't have family. something like that
1: i sprouted from the ground
0: um you know where <laughs> it's just not good right like whatever it is it's just not good right
1: when you're playing with your cousins or your brothers or sisters or something like that it's not good and That's you get into saying. a fight
0: you know or something like that like something happens and then like basically like your your parents have to separate kinda, you yeah okay yeah essentially yeah. essentially yeah. so yeah. um that's what it feels like. That's what Comic Skate feels They're, like. You're giving
1: it too much credit because Comic Skate is, is, is ridiculous. Comic Skate is all about money, right? It's all about money. And that's a, the that's a bottom line. Right. And that's why the Comic Skaters are being slandered as Nazis or whatever. Sure. Because they flirt with that particular crowd because that's where their money is coming from. Sure. Because the industry has like kind of blacklisted most of them. Uh-huh. Right. But they don't, for some reason, they feel that it's untoward or you know uh, some kind of insult to be called uh, the people that they that they court. Yeah. So they're they're constant, you know. Um, it's like uh, what's the Giuliani's? Uh, the truth isn't the truth. Their constant uh, their constant stance is, well, we're not doing that. We're not like that. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, but your your followers are, and you're yeah. not denouncing any of yeah. it. Yeah. And you know, and and also. Anybody that you seem to denigrate in the industry, yeah. they seem to get harassed a lot. Yeah. So what's going on, guys? If you're not with these guys, then just you know, then denounce it and move right. on. Right. But they can't because they're getting five hundred thousand dollars per. Right. Per uh, crowdfund. Right. You know, for their so they so they really rock in a hard place right there.
0: Right. So so what I was using the analogy before was that it feels like these are little kids fighting and and, and this is on both sides in a sense. I'm not. Let me let me let me yeah, put okay. my put my stake in you, the ground. You, you got these days. <laughs> say I'm not uh, denouncing both sides. This is not the Charlottesville rally here, where you know. Trump oh yeah, is you're like not. This. It's not a false equivalent. I'm not saying that, but I am saying that it gets it gets you know it, it elevates to a point where there's just a lot of bickering, like your kids, like your cousins, like your brothers and sisters, like your kindergarten class, whatever yeah. it is. And then Joe Casada comes on, and he's like your teacher or your mom or your dad, and you're like. Just, just play nice, guys. Like, just, just play nice. Like, this is silly. Not only that,
1: but I'm, i it's, we're, we're kind of funny on this because we were on the opposite sides when we first started talking about yes. this almost like a year ago. Yes. And then we kind of switched sides a little bit. Like and now I'm voting.
0: Like, and now I'm voting for like.
1: Yeah, for you know, you were, you're, were, you were kind of like, well, we don't know what's wrong with them, and then, and then you were like, no, I know what's wrong with them, and then, and I was like, well, we don't really know what's wrong with them, but after the Joe Casado thing this weekend. And I, I looked at the reaction yes. of of most of the comic skaters to the Joe Casada thing. I was like, okay, now I, <laughs> I know it's not an on. Yeah, because I could, I've never read something more tempered and respectful, right. and even handed than Joe's reaction. Yeah,
0: no, he, he was very he was very cordial. He even like look, what do you want to call it, sarcastic or not? He was talking with Ethan Van Skyver. Mm-hmm. Full disclosure. Ethan Van Sciver and I are friends. I like that guy. I do. Okay. I don't like the online persona that he's become. Uh, but if you've ever Uncle had it. yeah, <laughs> I mean, but if you've actually ever sat at a convention, I mean, this guy, I mean, his quote is on the Sire number one. I mean, I, to give an Ethan Van Sciver story, I mean, I was I was courting a lot of good um, quotes from industry professionals when the Sire first came out, and I would. A, a common practice in businesses these guys are way too busy to send you a quote just give them something and ask them if it's okay if you put their name to it and i wrote something like the sire is a very good thing or like something like you <laughs> yeah. know like i'm really I, impressed I with I the like turtles right right it's like <laughs> that, something like that <laughs> and and he wrote me back he's like he's like use this truly inspired the sire is everything you know i mean it's there's i can't even remember the quote now but it was like this paragraph long thing and i was right. like i'm like well, this is a way better than I wrote, and right. B way better than I expected. Right. So when it comes to him, I, I look. There's a little bit of a. Listen, you know, I've been
1: watching. I uh, watch comics pro. Uh, yeah. Uh, and uh, on YouTube, and I've I've heard. I know industry people who know him. I've never met him personally. or I might not have met him personally. I don't yeah. know. I've been around for a long time, so I might have run across him. But we've never actually to the point where he he wouldn't know who I was if I fell sure. on him, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um. And so he seems like a a, a a good guy. He seems like he's right. got a sense of humor and everything right. that I would I would laugh at. The problem is like if he's not like what they're saying he is, right. He's definitely he's definitely pushing it, right? Okay, and um, his the, just he, he literally in his in his uh, coverage of the Joe Casada tweet, he said he was being harassed by Joe Joe Casada, right? Right. I, mean, I know. I know. I know. And that's my that's, that's my issue. That's not possible. Like you could first of all, it's one tweet. It's a long one. It's a, it's, it's a long extended tweet.
0: But but this is actually I mean this this makes up exactly what we're living. We're living in a message board. We're living in a giant message board now. Mm-hmm. Like if you realize this, right? Like message boards used to be confined to you know, just a small group of people and they just hate on each other. But then if you actually got them in a room together, like well, it, that's what I've seen. I've seen them interview
1: com- each other and talk to each other. I've I've literally seen Ethan Van Sciver interview uh, industry giants like mm-hmm. who are on the other side, mm-hmm. who are so called so SJWs, sure, and um who are like you know like Mark Wade or something like mm-hmm. I've seen him do it.
0: Imagine <laughs> getting them in a room together. now. <laughs> yeah, no, no.
1: But I mean, I've I've seen and then I and I've seen the interview and the interview seems to go really well, and they have these long conversations about blah blah blah, right? Yeah. And then he does a follow up to the interview where he's now talking to the message board, like sure. he's talking to the, to the to the to the hive mind, and all of a sudden it's like, yeah, this SJW doesn't really get it, and, and I'm like, it's well, not the conversation you just had, like yeah. it's two different people, yeah. So it's it's literally like, okay, let's 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 compromise. Maybe you guys aren't sexist and racist. But all your friends are sexist and racist, you know. Well, Casada actually. All, all I your mean,
0: Casada. I didn't. Uh, you know, if you look on the screen right now, I actually pulled some of Casada's tweets. They're very, again, just very even keeled, mm-hmm. very rational tweets, right. responding to things.
1: And I can understand if you were on the other side, you'd be like, "Ah, he didn't need to weigh in. We don't need to hear from him." Blah blah blah. No, but
0: we did. I think we. did. I know. I'm like, just saying.
1: He. I can understand the other side saying he didn't need to weigh in. He's. A, but it to to call it harassment. Right. That's ridiculous. You know, say he was also yeah. virtue signaling. You know, it's all right.
0: all these like. Here's here's the one issue I had. All with these him.
1: metapolitical, con, you know, terms that that kind of signal a, a, a side that yeah. we're on. The, the you know the tribalism of whatever. You know,
0: here's here's well okay. There's there's two things that I that I take from this. One is that because of the state of the message board internet which is what I'm going to call it from now on the message board internet. This is this like everyone is the the, the message boards that people used to frequent. Like I was on a Buffy message board like oh, years ago. Hundreds of years ago. Are now. And they were, and they were all nasty even hands, back then. As phones. So the world is now exposed to. Well, message
1: someone boards. described Twitter as a, uh, as world tweeting. I mean, a world yeah. texting, texting yeah. the world. Yeah. So, it's exactly what it is. Yeah, it's exactly what all. This, this is stuff why I don't is. do it. But that's what know? Facebook
0: is. That's what all this stuff is. Like all this stuff existed. Like, like it's funny when we always joke about like the nineties have come back. They have actually, but just on a just on a larger scale.
1: Yeah, except for the music. So
0: on the one <laughs> side, y'all oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, no. If you're an EDM fan, it's huge. No, like it's it's your grunge. Like if you're an EDM fan, no. this is your grunge. This no. is people doing groundbreaking stuff. No, it's not. We just don't like EDM. No, a big yeah, difference because that. it's not good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's a big difference because it's not good.
0: I've listened to it. But here's the thing, though. And I've been like, what the The heck? thing that I don't like about Casada weighing in, but I don't like about all this stuff, mm. when all is said and done, and this is going to be akin to your baby-eating uh, or baby-killing uh, joke from... Not joke, uh, analogy mm. from last week. Mm. I equate what this has become to a school shooting. Well, that, how... Wait a minute. And I'm going to tell you why. <laughs> how
1: is that any better?
0: Because the school shooting... Part of the psychosis that goes into a school shooting is I'm going to do the most heinous and worst thing possible so that I become famous, so that I, you know, I become, and yeah. that was the original mentality. Now, obviously, it's changed. I mean, it's 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 gotten worse uh, to an extent in terms of that, but not in terms of the fame. In fact, the fame has now gone down. And if you look at Comicsgate now too, it's it it, it, it feels like it's okay. This is kind of now it's just now we're it's just no we we we're just we're desensitized to it, but. At the end of the day, you have Ethan Manskyver, who's already an industry professional, but you have people like Richard Meyer, who started this whole thing, Mm -hmm. conversing with the editor-in-chief of Marvel. It's like, he became such... He punched down. Yeah. He he did such a thing that he's now able to talk to the people that he couldn't talk to. That doesn't mean he's going to get jobs at Marvel. Obviously not. It doesn't mean he's going to be... So you know, that's so it's, working an, so for it's all an admirable this. thing? I no, guess? no, 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 no. I'm not saying it's an admirable thing. I'm saying that uh, the the school shooters when it first started, you know, the the phenomenon of it was to was to do something so out I don't want to I mean, what I mean, obviously heinous is yeah, a word, babies, but that's the, not ba- the word, the baby but it's killer thing outrageous.
1: Was, the baby killer thing was better. You know.
0: <laughs> no, but it escalates to such yes. a point though that now they've actually achieved the goal that they were trying to achieve. Do you know what I mean? Like And that's and that's and they did it in the worst possible way. And that's that's my analogy.
1: Well, no, that's that's giving them a lot of credit. I don't I I don't think they. I think what they achieved was because I think I think they would have indeed achieved it if Joe Casada had tweeted what he tweeted, and then they switched their tone Mm -hmm. and they came back and they started talking to Joe like, oh, yeah, Joe, we didn't, you know, it's not like that. Let's discuss this, you know, that. Would have would have uh, accomplished their goal because they would open up a dialogue with him sure. that they normally wouldn't have had. Sure. But since they b- since they were painted into a corner because they are you know they're subversive against this, o- this also, particular
0: also their ringleader is a legitimate comic professional if you think about it. not Richard Meyer but Ethan Van Skyber. I mean yeah but I mean he's been if, on Green Lantern if, he's if, been on all yeah this stuff. but
1: if they had if if they could have just turned changed their track they would have won but see now. To a lot of people who thought it was you know who were a lot of people who were approaching it from a reasonable perspective, sure, and they read Joe's tweet and then they read people's reaction to that as harassment, yes that's that that was the mistake they made because they they doubled down instead right. of instead of just instead of shifting right, and so you know that that convinced me, I'm like, look, I don't know what you guys are, but you guys are. Not on the level. Yeah. That's all I know. I don't know. I don't know what you, I'm not going to accuse you of being any particular thing or any anti or a positive or pro anything. Yeah. But you're, you guys aren't on a level. You're, you're not, you're not a tr- approaching this on the level.
0: And here's one more thing about Comicsgate that I think needs to be addressed, which we will address when we come back.
1: Captain America, the entire movie, was about how he became Captain America. Yeah,
0: And also World War II is kind of cool. Except for the so. Jews. They don't think World War II is pretty cool. Okay, you're right. Secrets <laughs> <laughs> of the Sire. Welcome back to Secrets of the Sire. We do this every Wednesday night at eight PM Eastern Talk, radio.nyc streaming live on Facebook.com slash Secrets of the Sire. And now streaming live on Twitch and Periscope and you now and YouTube. Like we're and we're on Spotify now.
1: We is famous.
0: Yeah, well <laughs> Famous would mean that we have some sort of extravagant lifestyle. We lose money every time we come into the studio. <laughs> uh, oh, <that's
1: laughs> so depressing.
0: Everything yeah. you say is depressing. <laughs> it's a- So we were talking Comicsgate. We were talking Joe Quesada, the Marvel editor-in-chief. Just a really quick recap for anybody who doesn't know what Comicsgate is. Go check out our last podcast. Go to secretsofthesire.com. You can stream it. Uh, Basically, the movement... Uh, against social justice warriors, as they've put it, a movement for it's, that's
1: such a it's such I, I, a broad. I'm, term, gonna give, too. I'm just
0: going I'm just gonna give the broad strokes because mm-hmm. we don't have time to recap. Otherwise, you're gonna complain we don't have time, and then we run out of time. And I'm not complaining no matter what. But you so you know, yeah, but I don't want to hear complaints about that. Yeah, but See, you wait, okay, but you're I, I, still wasting like, time. Like it's it's humid out <laughs> and it's hot out. I'll, it's hot. As heck. I can deal with that. Okay, I don't want to hear complaints about we didn't have time. I'll, so I'll find something else. To broad on. stroke. <laughs> um, <laughs Like GamerGate was uh, was seen as a an anti-feminist, anti-SJW, anti anti, um, you know that kind of movement uh, you know uh, progressive politics you know injected into stuff. Uh, On the flip side creators are like these people are harassing us they're literally put they're literally just attacking us on Twitter and our social media accounts we have to come off Twitter which it happens to a lot of different celebrities as well mm-hmm. too mm-hmm. so that's your that's your background that's your staging ground for what comics gate right. uh, is one side also you know the other the other big thing is they they feel that there's a lot of um, people not worthy to be doing these comics somehow getting in. Yeah, the meritocracy. Through, right, the right. meritocracy, which right. which is a which is a, actually a, an ultimate conservative ideal. The meritocracy thing is an Ethan Van Skyver thing, by the way. Mm. And I'll tell you why it's an Ethan Van Skyver thing. He is a staunch conservative. Right. Uh, he's a staunch capitalist. Mm-hmm. I, I don't blame him for that because no. I, 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 I have no problem There's with that. There's nothing wrong with being. I, a I, I have nothing wrong with that as either. But that's where I think that idea kind of came into it as well too. I don't exactly buy it. Uh, in terms of this, I think, uh, I think discussion.
1: I think if you, if you say if you do things and say things in a in a in an inflammatory way mm-hmm. that you know designed to make up to make people upset, which is a lot of what they do, yeah. and then when you get a backlash, you blame it on your conservatism. You sure. blame it on the fact that you're being discriminated against because right. you're a conservative. That's that's where it starts to get sketchy. Yeah, because. Nobody should have known what his politics are. I mean, he could, he could be overt about his politics, but your politics aren't necessary. You, right. People know what your politics are because you've told them. You've right. made that an, a factor, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Now, you shouldn't have to hide anything. If you don't, don't want to hide, if you want to be upfront about it, you shouldn't have to hide. But obviously, if, you, if, if someone knows something about you that you told them, you wanted that out there. You know, you wanted that in
0: the in in the yeah mix. yeah. Well, I don't think I look at the same time. I know the kind of world we live in right now. I don't mm-hmm. think you should be afraid to be get behind your philosophies. Neither do I. But, but unfortunately, that is what the case is now. I mean, look at Norm MacDonald right now. He's getting crushed. I don't even know because the he out. You know, he said he's glad Me Too has died down a little bit, and then that was <laughs> that was the end of that. Is, was a, that's <laughs> that was the end of that. That's now, a
1: stupid thing to say. You know, like why this, is it a stupid thing to say though? Because. You have to. You have to. It's. It's It's like, not
0: a savvy thing to say.
1: It's a stupid. If in your position, it's a stupid opinion to share publicly. Are you gonna let me answer?
0: No, that's what. That's what I'm. I'm guessing. What I'm
1: trying is. to explain it. You keep. You All keep right, trying to ahead. re-explain what I'm explaining. Now I don't want to talk to you. I don't. I don't want to explain it now. <laughs> okay. Let's just end the show. Let's just. Let's just go home. I didn't eat. So let's just. Let's go get some
0: eat. <laughs> and calamari when you were. Uh, <laughs> Was it we good? Getting, oh, was yeah, good it, was, it was really good. It was really good. Did right. you say hi to Hugo for This is the one me? aspect of ComicScape before we get into Iron Fist. It's Iron Fist Season 2. We actually have Robert Lydecker, the yeah, composer I know. from Iron Fist, I know, coming out. You in, told me. In, uh, you told me. You said it. In uh, Segment 3, which I'm, I'm really excited about. Talking about this. Segment 3 and Can't Segment wait. 2. That's a Can't waste of time.
1: That's killing time. And I'm complaining. The one it.
0: aspect that we didn't talk about with ComicScape 2 is is that folks like Van Skyver, folks like Meyer, folks like John Mallon, who is friends with a good friend of mine, Mark Poulton, they have a book out right now. That they're, in, that they're crowdfunding and it's going bonkers, mm-hmm. is they're not allowed to be in the middle. Like Alterna Comics, the funny thing about Alterna Comics, again, tune in last it's week's It's trying episode. to play both sides. No, 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 no. Alterna Comics wasn't trying to play both. Well, they were in a sense, but that's not what I was going to bring up. Alterna Comics is a nostalgic comic book company. They're printed on newsprint. Yeah. It's kind of like they're not, like even my retailer, my local retailer was like, ah, you know, just didn't catch on or you know like they're around look they've been around for 10 years they're a they're a Publisher that's doing good things with what they've tried to do, but they tried to market to the nostalgia. Mm-hmm. You know, all the people that are sitting there going, "Like we just want '90s comics." Well, no, go buy alternative books then. Why are alternative books not making five hundred thousand dollars on Indiegogo?
1: That's why nobody goes to see new movies when uh, you know when right. not a non-superhero movie. Right. Nobody goes to see them, and but everybody says we want something original. We don't right. want a reboot. We want something completely original. Right,
0: um, and that's the thing. So it's you're like, liars. It's like at the end of the day, no, you don't. Want but see the thing is Comic
1: skate is a sensationalism and people are attracted to the malls are attracted to flame right so the sensationalism is what people what tells people whether they want to or they should or shouldn't be involved in something yeah people don't have the gumption to go and find things on their own to be interested in right they need to be told that's why a movie like that's why Marvel's doing so well because people go to see the Marvel brand. And they're like, oh, Marvel's a brand. It's going to be a big superhero movie. I should be involved in that. I should know about that. I should be able to talk about that and, and talk about all kinds of trivia with that over my friends. I have to go see this movie, right? As opposed to, you know, like, I don't know Valerian. I don't. E- I don't even know <laughs> an independent movie, like you know. And they're like, well, why would I go see that? I don't know anybody who knows that. I don't know anything about that. Nobody I know wants to see that. To so heck with that. Even if you're slightly interested, yeah, you're. Like, I'll wait till it comes on Netflix. Right. I wait till <laughs> some. So that's that's basically what it is. And, and gate is easy because gate is instant sensationalism. I know,
0: I know, but that's the thing. And they're not allowed to not be because then they lose the followers. It's, but, and that's, and that's the ultimate, but they flirted with that. That's the,
1: that's the, that's the lay down with dogs thing. You flirted with this and now you're stuck to it. Right. So
0: no, I know, I know. And that's, and that's what it comes down to. I think it's a really, uh, it's a catch 22. I also hope though, at the end of the day that, that, Joe Asada kind of came in like your mom, like your teacher. No, he didn't.
1: It's going to escalate itself. It has to <sighs> because these guys know, are making no. half a million dollars per their crowdfunding.
0: Hey, we got 20,000 uh, views last week. Comicsgate. Hashtag. We'll be the Comicsgate headquarters for the next <laughs> six weeks. We will talk about nothing. But comics, game. I never freaking <laughs> learn. I don't
1: know why I even bother to try to have a real conversation with right, you about any of this All right, on to
0: some actual productive stuff. I'm Iron on. Fist season two. Not interested. The reviews coming in. You're not interested. Not, not interested. I didn't even see season one. Uh, I actually watched the recap of season one. Yep. I heard so many bad things about it. So I just didn't even... I have so many other things on my DVR. But, I, but season two, I did watch because our guest tonight is the composer. I didn't even know season two was out. Yeah, it's out on Friday, didn't it? Don't you... Do, no.
1: No. Nothing. I got other stuff to do, dude. I got a life.
0: <laughs> just, this I'm is doing life. things.
1: Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Iron
0: Fist season two is kind of incredible. The whole thing... This is from GQ. Is it really good? Did you really like it? Is it... Well, I, you know, actually, I didn't mind it. Is it a... Apollo- <laughs> It's an apology for Iron Fist Season 1. This is coming from GQ. The Aww. entire run feels like a checklist, addressing criticisms in order well, of severity. Well, you're reading GQ, so... And saying, hmm, maybe you were on to something. In the new season, Danny Rand is working overtime following the presumed death of... Oh, spoilers. Of someone so don't say it. Of someone <laughs> at the end of Defenders Daredevil. trying to pick up the late heroes vigilante <laughs> slack. Could be anybody. Could be Luke Cage. Could be Daredevil. <laughs> <laughs> He's pushing himself too far <laughs> and pushing others too far away, ignoring the advice of Colleen Wing, uh, with whom he now shares a home and a relationship. He's therefore oh. wholly unprepared for the arrival of Davos, a native of the mystical city of Kunlin, who traveled alongside Danny and believes himself to be the rightful Davos owner is of from, well, the uh, Iron Fist.
1: Davos is just from Game of Thrones. That uh, guy from Game of Thrones shut up? <laughs> this is a crossover. That's it's a crossover. Wow. No, no, okay, no, I'm going to uh, see that. Um, it's um, Ed,
0: Ed Brubaker's Immortal Iron Fist run is what they really. Oh, really, really? Yeah, that's what they're really referencing here. Does Luke Cage show up? Uh, he's in the season. Yeah, he's in the season. So is Rose- the the real winner of all these Marvel Netflix shows, Rosario Dawson?
1: Yes. Right. Yes. Like I don't, I don't know. I don't know who her show. agent is. I don't know what her agent has on all, <laughs> on Marvel, but. <laughs> or <laughs> like she's, she's
0: just like she's Rosario Dawson, and that's awesome. And we're just like let's have her in as many things as humanly possible right yeah i I don't
1: know why she i don't know why they decided to focus on her as a linchpin for all these shows yeah it's it's great but it's a weird choice because she's just a nurse it's not like she's it's not like she's essential to each of these storylines but they do a lot of work to make sure that she (sighs) just she just passes through yeah the thing about it personally without really criticizing it I really wish it was more of a crossover of heroes in these stories as opposed to a nurse from story to story to story. I would rather it be more heroes that actually cross over. That would be more interesting. Right. But, you know.
0: No, and that's and that's really... What do I know? Yeah, <laughs> no, I know, I know. That's the thing, though. It's It's always... Well, they do actually have someone who's like a mutant in this one too, and it's played by Alice Eves. So that's pretty cool too. I mean, they, they apparently yeah, they with the whole season. They, like I said, I've got through a couple Jessica episodes. Jessica Jones of season had a whole two. bunch of mutants in it. You know, I got well, I know, but I'm just saying, I got through, I got through a couple episodes, season two, and and the well, you didn't one the whole the one season yet. F- I mean, it came out Friday. <laughs> I no, mean,
1: you doing? You had a whole weekend.
0: How much? Well,
1: so you had did the you? Whole weekend? So, <laughs> so did you? I didn't know it came out. I would have seen it. They're, oh, the, gotcha. The, the, <laughs> No, oh, you, you did get me.
0: Yeah. Here are three things we liked, okay? We I didn't see it. How can you say we? <laughs> we as a show.
1: Oh I got you. We as a show. Ah yes, the collective we
0: Colleen Wing. I think her character grows I don't like her. a lot in this. I don't like her at all. Um, her <laughs> fighting alongside Misty Knight is excellent. Is Misty Knight in in, in yes? The, oh, that's good. That's yeah. good for her. She's another one that's she's another one. Yeah, but really, she's important. She's really a,
1: working. Colleen Wing and Misty Knight are important into yeah. the, in that in the Hell's Kitchen kind of universe. So. The
0: show is also exploring the Iron Fist mythos, right? right? So okay. that's actually pretty cool too. I mean, you know, underneath the backlash of having the white savior as the as the you know yes. overarching story, which kills me because look, that's
2: yes, who I he know is. Iron
0: Fist is white.
1: He's yes. white, I that's know. what he is. Like I know, but I mean it the criticism kinda stands for the comic book. It's like, well, why is this guy white? I'm just saying.
0: I know. I I know not, I'm not saying it's a legitimate complaint. No, no, I know you're not. I I'm, I'm my not. sigh, that sigh mm-hmm. was not toward what you said. Yeah. <laughs> but the context of what you yeah. said. Not the fact that you said it. No,
1: I know. But it's like it's like
0: all right, I mean, really like Well <laughs> I
1: mean, you know, you could it could happen. You could get a white guy who who is the, the Kunlong you know the, the yeah. so so it, Well it look he's happen. a
0: rich white guy. That's very believable.
2: <laughs> right? I mean That doesn't
1: actually help them though in that, no, that. do not <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh my God come
0: on guys oh, I, know, I know get a poor guy <laughs> you know the other th- the other thing that the, the it's number some guy three, from Skid Row number three the fight scenes are actually legitimately good really uh, apparently Well, yeah they had to step those out because well, no, I heard but it, nothing this but is bad what things. I read though too Finn Jones said he only trained for three weeks for season the first one, one. oof uh, and it showed. So a lot of good in season two. Mm-hmm. Does it make it a good the fighting show?
1: Was, the fighting was pretty good in um, in Defenders. It, it yeah. had stepped up better. a little bit. Got and got the better. fighting in Luke Cage when yes, when uh, Iron Fist showed up. Yeah, that was that was that was only the really good epi- episode. That wasn't the good ep- the only good episode, but that was the yeah that was the only superhero episode out of that whole season out of Luke Cage. And I you know I I, I thoroughly enjoyed that you know so we
0: just named three really good things about season two does it make it a good season we'll give you the one big fail when we come back Forever Night TV series Yes As well too I've never even heard of it I have no idea what that is You don't know For- <laughs> No I don't know Forever Night Good lord I don't know I used to watch other
2: things You know when I was a kid well, I'm
1: sure that information Is useful you Have you ever seen the guy. movie Blown Away Nicole yeah. Eggert And yeah. uh, the other girl From uh, from something She ended up on 90210 There was another no. girl in that You're just making this weird now
0: yeah. man Yeah <laughs> Secrets of the Sun Welcome back to Secrets of the Sire. We do this every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern, talkradio.nyc. We talk comics, movies, TV, and pop culture. We're talking Iron Fist Season 2. I saw Mark Poulton joined our our Facebook feed, which is great. Mark has actually been a past guest. Go check out Gravediggers. It's on Indiegogo. He's a good dude, doing some good things. He loves wrestling, loves his son, and his wife, too. His wife's there, too. His son and him actually wrote a children's book together, too. So go check out Gravediggers on Indiegogo. Just give a shout out to friends. That's the part that's so crazy about the Gate thing too, and it's just our message board society in general. It's it, it, it just it's so pushed both sides. You can't like. There's no. There's no like. Well, there's that no dude's ground. all right. Well, yeah. that that girl's okay. No, yeah. that, no. 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 It's like it's like you have to like it's like it's it's like uh, the American Revolution what was that movie The Patriot it's,
1: it's it's treated like it's treated like basically a disease yeah if you're if yeah. you're even if you even flirt with it a little bit you're, you are you're
0: quarantined that might be your best analogy ever it's
1: better than the baby killing yes, ever
0: alright we were talking <laughs> Iron Fist season 2 uh, I'm really excited we're gonna welcome our guest on in one second um, who is the composer from Iron Fist so I'm really really excited to talk to him he's actually done a lot, a lot of other cool things as well too um we're going to talk about all that stuff. He is, he actually did. He, (laughs) yeah. Well, what's
1: good is talking about, talking about it.
0: The one (laughs) thing though, before we get and bring him on though, is the one fail of iron fist though, I think continues to be iron fist like Finn Jones. Uh, Like, I don't know. Would you want him to be? I I don't know. You know, in the comics, Danny Rand has a little more personality in the Uh, comic book. Yeah. Yeah. I, I,
1: that's, that's, in the
0: in the show, he just a, seems to be. You're saying
1: he's flatter in the show, <sighs> in yeah. a three dimensional show than he yeah. is on the pages of a comic yeah. book. Yeah, wow. No, I, I and that's you know a, what, that's a harsh critique. But here's
0: the thing, though. I mean, look at the end of the day, he looks the part. I just don't know if he's if he's ready to deliver. I just don't know if Finn Jones is necessarily.
1: See, I'm not going to be able to do what you do. Um, I'm I'm going to have to now watch all of season one before I can even get into season two. Yeah and everybody said season 1 was everybody ripped it so yeah. badly that i mean the bottom the, the 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 positive thing is my expectations are probably going to be so low that i'm going to be like this is fine so you here, know here's so. the good news
0: everyone is talking mostly positive about Same season positive 2 about and i think it's because of two. our guest who did the score for the show mr robert lidecker how you doing sir
2: hey i'm great how are you very very good,
0: good. so this is this is a real treat um because one of the things that we love doing is talking to people uh, who are in the industry, but they have jobs like we've had stunt people on we've had you know people who work you know around the industry last last week we had an author who writes about the stuff that we love reading and it's like you know all these really cool jobs that people can have within this like TV film and pop culture world and you have it you have one of the best jobs i mean there's there's no question about it so
2: you are the well, compo- currently, or I did for half a year when I was working on the show.
0: <laughs> there you go. See, there you go. But but you've had... I mean, yeah. You have, but, yeah. You have an incredible, like, you know, lineup. You were, uh, you did work for uh, Designated Survivor. You did work for, um, uh, what was it, the Triple X movie that came out. I mean, you've, you've done yeah. a lot of really cool things. So how did, I mean, how did you get there? How did you get here?
2: How did I get here? Um... Well, you didn't have to leave anywhere. I cause. guess there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's l- the past 30 years, how did I make my way here? I guess uh, as a kid, kind of interested in a lot of things creatively. Like, I loved drawing, and through that I was, like, really into the art behind, like, Star Wars and things like that. But I also did acting mm-hmm. when I was younger, and my mom's father was a stuntman in Hollywood. Wow. Um, So, like, I kind of was exposed to a lot. Growing up, and then I didn't really know I had an interest in music um, until, like, my family happened to get a computer and uh, that had a program where you could click notes on the staff, and I just started randomly clicking notes on the staff, and then you could hit play, and it would make sound, and I slowly just, like, fell in love with that and just slowly figured out over time, like, how to write music, and, um, and I loved film scores and just kind of everything that I did as a kid, like, creatively, the different avenues, I feel like it all kind of funneled together and um, led me to, like, film scoring. Um, what was your and big... And then I was fortunate... Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say,
0: what was your big break? Like, what what got you into the film score business? Like, what was yeah, the first thing?
2: I guess I was, I, I was fortunate to study music at USC in Southern California, mm-hmm. and they have really good connections in the industry. So from there, I went to work for, like, a few different composers um, and just... Yeah. The composer who I got my big break with was uh Brian Tyler, who I did the Triple X movie oh, and sure. yeah, I know with and also Sleepy Hollow. And mm-hmm. you know, I just kinda worked my way up worked my way up with him and he was very generous with the opportunities and um yeah, and actually uh, Sleepy Hollow, the writer for that was Raven Metzner who um sure ran the second season. So
0: There you go. There, yeah, there you go. Everything connected
2: and, and led to this moment.
0: It's <laughs> pretty well now, now you've reached the pinnacle, you're on our show. Uh <laughs> um, <yes. laughs> Yes, <laughs> not, not even talking about the Emmy nomination you got. Uh, this is the Pinnacle. Uh, no, yeah, this, is, this no. is it. Talk to us about the Emmy no, nomination. Actually, this
2: is, yeah, it's, it's very exciting. I'm, I'm normally just isolated behind a computer <laughs> writing music. So, yeah, it's cool you to can come share, write our uh, music. Yeah, c- come in time talk to the rest of the world.
0: <laughs> uh, talk to us about the Emmy nomination. What was it for, and uh, what was the feeling uh, to hear, you know, just to, to read your name or hear your name or whatever the case, you know, when you got that?
2: Um, yeah, that was, uh, in my mid twenties. Um, that was the the theme song for Sleepy Hollow. Um, and I, I was happy with the music I wrote. So, um, it was nice that it was recognized. I don't know. It was just, um, totally out of the blue and a huge honor. And, um, I don't know. I just felt, uh, it's just nice to be recognized by your peers. Um, but honestly, like, uh, it's way cooler like to have a soundtrack out like for iron fist and mm-hmm. um i don't know just like personal connections with people mean a lot more than the awards not yeah. not to say like um i'm not like super not happy about wasn't it wasn't super exciting <laughs> <laughs> you know? Ta-
0: take me through scoring a tv show um take me through yeah. the emotion that uh that goes in i mean how do you approach each episode i mean is there is there a lot of talk uh you, you mentioned raven Metzner as the uh as, as the uh, showrunner I mean is there a lot of talk going in before you actually view what's on screen are you part of the shooting I mean like h- you know how do you approach it I'm really I'm, I'm fascinated by this
2: yeah it depends on the project um, I guess maybe I should just talk about Iron Fist um, so I first just got a call from Raven and he just like told me the yeah so it started out like intellectually conceptually like he told me his ideas for the season like general idea of like story arc and he had a few concepts that he was kind of like thinking of in the back of his mind like um yin and yang and like just like things that he was using to generate his ideas um and then from there um i just started thinking about how do i translate these ideas into music so like for example um we knew kun lun was going to be in the story and we knew we wanted to draw from like um things that were very ancient so i was thinking okay what's the most ancient uh, instrument, and I thought, the human voice, and I felt like it also had something uh, spiritual and, like, um, mystical to it, which I, I associate with Kunlun and uh, wanted to bring to the story. So, um, yeah. So, like, first it's con- concepts like that, and then, um, and then I guess the next step is you, you see a rough cut or a final cut of the episode, mm-hmm. and that has temp music in it, meaning, like, The editors have put music in from other shows or, like, from the first season. Um, And, uh, yeah, we watch the music that's in there currently. We like where it's placed, what we want to change or do differently. And uh, some people are very specific about um, kind of, like, what they want musically. Other people, like Raven, there was a little bit more freedom. and He really encouraged me to, like... um, you know take take what the editor had done with the temp music as a starting place but you know try to take it somewhere new and see what else i could add um yeah and then so i have the picture i have i know what i need to write music for i just you know watch the scene and i guess i try to uh it's almost like i have to like play each character or something like that <laughs> like uh, through the music that it makes getting it to, like, makes the mind total of like sense. danny and yeah no it makes total in the sense moment. Or, like, an action scene, like, I f- have to feel, like, okay, is this music making me feel like I'm on the edge? Like, um, and then I just try to channel that into sound, and sometimes it's just, um, sometimes you know what you have to do, and um, sometimes those concepts that I talked about that we, like, come up with at the start, sometimes they work, and sometimes they don't. Um, and, yeah, then uh, then after I'm done, I, I so I do all the music on my computer mm-hmm. um, with, like, things I record myself or um, record ahead of time and and like, you know, synths and like fake instruments, things like that. And then, um, but I, I get like pretty, pretty close to the final version and then i play that for the producers and they let me know if they want to change anything or try anything different. And then after that, I'm done and on to the next episode. <laughs> uh,
0: you mentioned uh, that you, you kind of get some influence from the previous season because you came on season two uh you know how yeah. much does the uh, original first season influence you i mean is it is it something have you ever i mean do, do you like yeah, so to hear I was that fortunate stuff that
2: um, oh, go ahead
0: no i was gonna say do you like hearing you know previous or do you want to come Hello? in completely fresh
2: sorry um say the question one more time oh i was just
0: gonna say like do you do you like kind of like hearing what's come before for consistency or do you would you rather just come and start fresh
2: it's tough. I've actually done another show where I came in the second season, um, and I like tried to honor what came before. Yeah. Um, when I talked to Raven first, I hadn't seen the first season, and um, the first thing I did instead of like watching the show was to try to like look into the comics a bit, mm-hmm. um, and just like think about his ideas, because um, he was he he came to me like looking for a fresh take on the show. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, going in, I was a little apprehensive because I was like, I want to you know do something that is what I would like to do, uh, but, like, you know, I don't want to, you, you suddenly do something different and it, like, you know, sets everything off, like, uh, off kilter or, like, upsets fans or, or whatever, um, but I talked to Marvel and they were also like, there's no sacred cows, I think that's, like, <laughs> what they said. Um, yeah. they were like, yeah, you could do whatever as long as, you know, it fits the story and it tells the story we want to tell, um. So that was very liberating, and um, of course, you know, there's some, like I said, there's temp music, so some of the music might, the first season was, like, very electronic, and yeah, um, yeah it had a different sound to it than what I did, um, so some of the temp music had that flavor, so, like, you're going to be influenced by what came before, like, unavoidably, um, but that's not a bad thing, and um, hopefully it's okay, the liberties I took going in a different direction.
0: <laughs> with With the show... Being out, we can we can do a little spoilers. We can do, we can well sure. we, a, we actually we did we did a lot of spoilers last segment. But uh, give me your favorite scene in season two that you scored.
2: What to score.
0: Yeah, what was what was um, like what was like? I mean, yeah. was there an action sequence in season two that you were like you just walked away just just feeling the emotion and you were like really happy with the end product that you came out with.
2: Well, I actually. Finished yet? So, like, my pers- <laughs> what I say if I what I tell you might totally change. <laughs> um, That's okay. I mean, my favorite stuff to write is like actually the more emotional music and like the more intimate stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so, actually, the last episode, you know, like there was some moments between. Well, maybe not. Mm-hmm. I liked doing the scene um, where Colleen is is uh, get, getting the blood of getting the dragon transferred to her. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, spoiler! Just because. I don't know. I just <laughs> feel like I was able to write some nice music. <laughs> and uh and I also liked some of the scenes in Kunlun. I guess some of my favorites were, were there was a singer who I worked with, mm-hmm. um, named named Chung, um, who's like his family's from Tibet. Yeah. Um, and he tries to like keep alive like music from that tradition. Um and obviously we weren't doing traditional music but um basically he was like the one like soloist who I had someone he brought something else to the music like that i thought was special um so that was just exciting for me to like work with him and i don't know if i answered your question very well but no that was actually pretty good
0: (laughs) that was actually way better than i thought i was was like i like when they punch people (laughs) that was that was Uh, a really cool scene
2: (laughs) that's awesome uh yeah the action scenes i've done a lot of those so far in my little bit of time working in this industry and uh like I said, like, I have to, like, get into the scene, so feeling, like, intense <laughs> and, like, adrenaline-filled for, like, a full day writing an action cue can be kind of exhausting. Um,
0: that's pretty amazing.
2: So amazing. that's, pretty that's amazing. why I like the emotional stuff better. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right, well, Robert, thank you so much for joining us. Can you tell everyone where they can find you online?
2: Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, shit, actually, I don't know if I know offhand. Um, I'll tell them. It's yeah, Instagram.com.
0: Uh, I have slash an Instagram
2: Robert. and a Facebook Go, yeah you say it
0: <laughs> Robert Lidecker Music uh, you pretty much Robert Lidecker Music across the board and Lidecker yeah. uh, Robert thank you so much for joining us keep us posted on the next industry related stuff you're doing because we'd love to have you back on to talk about it
2: oh uh, thank you yeah it was a pleasure um, right before you had me on you were like and the biggest fail of Iron Fist season 2 and I was like oh I guess it's going to be <laughs> That's but, uh, true. I set that up poorly, actually. <laughs> and, uh, it was a pleasure.
0: Thanks a lot. All right. When we come back, we go spinning the racks we're going to draft teams wow based on the likelihood of death i don't want to dispute you yeah. you
1: know because uh you know we got this thing going mm-hmm. but um it sounds like a lot of work
0: oh i'm going to be putting a lot of work into this. yeah you um, just have to show up
1: oh okay no you, you know what it's a great idea you, you had i like me at this 10. i like this idea yeah yeah i'm all for it
0: secrets of the sire Welcome back to Secrets of the Sire. That's the kind of in-depth, uh, behind-the-scenes stuff that you get here that you get nowhere else. You get to actually talk to the composer of Iron Fist Season 2. He also worked, um, I'm not sure if it was the video game or the movie, but Avengers Age of Ultron. So, Pat Chan, oh. wherever you are right now, <laughs> that's your guy right there. Uh, but, yeah, go check out Robert Lidecker Music. Um, just awesome stuff. Like, really, uh, It's amazing the level of thought and preparation that goes into something... And if you're successful, no one like no takes one even notice. Knows, but yeah, like no one takes notice. Yeah, that's that's the success to of the like point
1: where he even he says it like he's like, I'm behind my computer all day. Yeah, he talks to me. Yeah, so, you know, um, but still, that's got to be. Yeah, that's got to be amazing. Yeah, it's got to be an amazing job.
0: I, I agree. I agree 100 percent. All right. We've, we've covered a lot today. We've covered Comicsgate versus mm-hmm. Joe Casada. We've covered Iron Fist season two. Let's the three cover things this,
1: we liked. Let's cover this last debacle. The one thing we
0: don't, uh, <laughs> and we had a great guest on. Um, but there's still more me- more news. We go spinning the racks. Spin the rack,
1: spin the rack. Win, 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 win.
0: Henry Cavill out as uh, as
1: Superman. So we don't have Captain Kirk for Star Trek, and now we don't have Superman for Superman. Yeah. These guys are all dropping out of these franchises left and right. You know, you know that Chris Pine dropped out of Star Trek.
0: What we have, yeah.
1: Uh Drax is 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 pretty much dropping out of uh uh Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm, or all all signs all signs lead to that. They're talking about like should they TBD. recast him?
0: D Oh you can't recast him. He's been I mean you can't. I, okay, but I'm just
1: saying it's that it, it it just seems like these things are happening. Well, of course it's to be determined. Here's the thing. But you know what, quite honestly? So is, not to ruin the segment before it starts, so is the Henry Cable thing. Yeah. Because, you know, you hear he's leaving, and then, you know, a week later, they've they've thrown another boatload of money at him, and he's like, ah, I didn't really want to leave. I was in the bathroom. It's
0: (laughs) not confirmed, okay? It's not confirmed. It's not 100%, but here's, here's where it came. The Hollywood Reporter is reporting. Talks broke down for a cameo in Shazam due to scheduling conflicts, and the door is now closing on other potential appearances for the actor. The DC Cinematic Universe appears to be losing its Man of Steel. Henry Cavill is parting ways with Warner Brothers. Sources tell The Hollywood Reporter, though neither side is confirming, the British actor who first donned the blue suit for 2013's Man of Steel and then Batman v Superman and then Justice League is said to be hanging up the red cape. Uh, Warner has been trying to enlist Cavill, who recently co-starred Mission Impossible: Fallout for a Superman cameo. Uh, the talks broke down. The door is now closing. It's because the studio has shifted its focus to a Supergirl movie, which will be an origin story. Uh, which this is effectively removes an actor of Cavill's age from the storyline's equation. Nonsense. Given that Superman, aka Kal El, would be an infant, why Blended couldn't he be in world. it later?
1: Why couldn't he be there when you know, like, you know when she shows up on Earth and he's grown? Nonsense.
0: Here's the here's the part where you y- you kind of feel like where there's smoke, there's fire. While no decisions have been made regarding any upcoming Superman films, we've always had great respect for and great relationship with Henry Cavill, and that remains unchanged. Read a statement from Warner Brothers. That's basically saying. Warner Brothers is disab- it was mean, nice what they're what they're probably
1: trying to do, you. they're just trying to scrub the whole uh, uh Zack Schneider universe and start over. And it's gonna be a disaster for them. Because which, which there are people is- already invested in these. They're not as big as the Marvel I know. As the Marvel franchise, but there are uh, there are millions of people invested in these characters already in these movies. I know. And to try to wipe the slate clean and pretend that they didn't happen and start all over again. I know. And who are you going to find who's better than Cavill as Superman? Who's, who are you going to find that looks better, looks like a better Superman than Henry Cavill right now?
0: You know, That's insane. you're not going to. And I agree with you where it does feel like they're just trying to erase it. And it's like, it's like, no, 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 you, you got some pieces in place. Ben Affleck was great. K- keep him in there. Of course he was. But he doesn't want to be in there anymore. No. You know, the only piece they're going to keep there is Gail Gadot. It's the only piece. Everything else is wiped clean because she was the only successful See, that's the thing. One, if, they
1: wiped, if they wipe the whole Schneider universe out, they have to wipe out Wonder Woman. Right.
0: Just give him a better looking suit. He can be blue. It's okay. Why? Give him a good movie. No, I'm saying give Henry Cavill a good movie. No, Do you we know, don't. He will be remembered more for Mustache Gate than Man of Steel. Right? Intern shaking his head. Give him a good movie. I don't know. If, I mean, look. Our intern has fantastic hair, by the way. Have you seen his hair? I wish I had hair like that. It's fantastic. You too. You probably wish you had hair like that too. But you don't wish you had Henry Cavill's mustache. I don't even
1: know. That what thing t- was a beast. I don't even know what we're talking about anymore.
0: We're talking about the mustache gate. No,
1: we're not. Henry. We're Cable. talking about people's hair. Well, that too. I mean, look. I'd
0: <laughs> like to. i like to throw a couple.
1: I don't want to be on this show anymore. anymore. Anybody else? <laughs> anybody? No, <laughs> you, else know, well, you almost weren't. You were now. so late today. <laughs> <laughs> I so wasn't late. You. I showed up on time. Where do you see Doofus? Warner Brothers going from here? Nowhere. The Warner Brothers is a waste. It's a waste. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm sorry it. it's done. a
1: waste they don't know how they're not making good movies they don't make they they're making all they're making every bad decision they're learning all the wrong lessons from the Marvel thing Because they're not, and they're they're not even utilizing their own experience. Yeah. So you're trying to copy the format of another company and you don't know how to do it. Right. And then you don't even double down with your own knowledge, your own wisdom.
0: But their philosophy right now has been to ditch that. So in that respect, they actually are following it, right? They're going to reboot it and they're not going to care about continuity. They're not going to care about anything that's come before. Well then,
1: and and they deserve what happens to them. I mean, if you're going to reboot, look, all you have to do is make a good movie. Yeah. You got got Aquaman coming out. How are you going to get rid of Superman now? I mean, what do you what? Uh, yeah. it, what have you just you've just hamstrung Aquaman because this the Aquaman we're all going to carry this with us right into the Aquaman right season yeah and and so they've already killed that they don't know what they're doing yeah if they're trying to do this thing it's like it's springtime for Hitler in Germany <laughs> they're just trying to make <laughs> failures so that they could they could scrub it and start all over again. But no one's going
0: to be there for them when they scrub all over again. No, I don't disagree with you. All right. We've had a tremendous show. We've talked to Joe Quesada versus Comicsgate. We've reviewed Iron Fist Season 2 and gave the biggest fail, which was not our guest, Mr. Robert Lidecker, the we're Emmy no, Award-winning, yeah. uh, Emmy Award-nominated composer from the show as well, too. And we talked to Henry Cable next week. Next week, we got a cool guest as well, too. Look, we're just going to dead. Our guest list, by the way, in the next, like, six to eight weeks. Unbelievable. We welcome Marissa Cotter, creator of Sequart's She Makes Comics, the Untold Story of Women in Comics, which is now streaming on Netflix. Comics Gate. Uh oh. I know, right? Uh-oh. Well, look, we are milking this thing. As Let's much get as Ethan Van Skyver on at the same time. I want 40,000 hits <laughs> next week. 40,000. 40,000. All right. We are Secrets of the Sire. Check us out on secretsofthesire.com.